You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is June. It is June. <laughs> so, summer is almost upon us. Uh, what, June 21st, I believe, is the official beginning of summer. Not Ooh. not Memorial Day weekend. No, that's just when pools open. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's it's not officially summer yet, but... Um, but you can, you know, a lot of people are getting outside, enjoying the outdoors. Mm-hmm. What can you see in the night skies? Joining us by phone this morning, Dr. Robert Herman, professor of physics and director of the Austin Observatory at Concordia University in Nebraska. Dr. Herman, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning. It is uh, almost summer. Are you enjoying the opportunities? Are there unique opportunities to uh, to view anything this summer in the night skies? Summer is a great time for looking at the sky. Um, Spring and fall, a little bit iffy, but summer and winter are both good, and winter is bad weather. So summer ends up being the best time to look at the sky. You get nice weather, clear skies, and there's a lot of interesting things to look at. Um, One of the best right now is that Jupiter is up, and Jupiter is going to be nice and visible all through the summer. Um, Right now, right after dark, Jupiter is just rising. It'll be toward the southeast. And it'll be one of the brightest things in the sky after the moon. So it's really easy to find. And as summer goes on, it'll keep getting higher and higher in the sky and easier and easier to see. Hmm. Are there, I know, I just want to like, I want it to be night so I can go outside and look at these things. <laughs> I know he said right after dark. I, I That's like bedtime. Before. I know, I go to bed before it's dark. <laughs> I get up when it's dark. Wah, wah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, Jupiter is happening uh, uh, now. What, what, what else will be happening uh, as the summer goes on? As the summer goes on, uh, we'll also be, get, be able to get to see Saturn. Saturn right now rises. Oh, it just comes over the horizon about 11 o'clock. But by the middle of July and into August, Saturn will be up and easy to see at a more reasonable time of the night. Um, Actually, around August 10th, there'll be a nice thing to look at where Jupiter and Saturn will both be up and the moon will be right smack dab in between them. So Mm -hmm. it'll be easy to see all three of those. And toward the end of the summer is one of the best things to look for. Um, August 12th is the Perseid meteor shower. Uh, meteor showers come about when the Earth goes through the orbit of a comet and little bits of debris that got left from the comet uh, hit the Earth's atmosphere and glow. And so around August 12th, about a day or uh, on either side of that, is probably the best time of the year to see meteors. Mm. That just sounds so cool. You know, I, I did learn pers- about Perseids. Oh, of Watch. course you did. <laughs> I did. But not in, I, I didn't have the privilege of taking Dr. Herman's class. Oh. It was actually through watching That's Curious sad. George. <laughs> oh, that is very appropriate. Um, what are some, some of your tips for uh, best viewing, um, best, best ways to, to go about doing this if we've never, if we've never had a chance to, to view any of these things before? Usually what I recommend for people that are just getting started is uh, know your directions. So usually, if you're looking for the moon, if you're looking for planets, you want to start off facing south. And so face south, and 
in the northern hemisphere, the moon and the planets and all, will be a little bit toward the south half of the sky. So if you're looking for those things, look in that direction. If you can find the moon and kind of trace out the, the path that the moon would take across the sky from east to west, that's going to be roughly the same line where you're going to be able to find any planets. So make an arc from east to west that it covers the path of the moon, and then start looking for bright things along that path, and those are likely to be planets. So you're never going to see a planet due north of us or anything like that. So with just a little bit of idea of where you're looking, you can get an idea of where you might find things like planets. Um, there are some interesting things in the north. If you're looking for constellations, of course, the Big Dipper is toward the north. But I usually spend most of my time looking south. So how um, do I know that I'm looking at Jupiter or later mm -hmm. this summer? How do I know that I'm looking at Saturn? Is there anything that's really going to be obvious, if, especially if I get to use a, you know, a telescope? Mm -hmm. Our libraries here in St. Louis have uh, telescopes available for lending. Right, good question. Um, first of all, like I said, they're going to be on the path that the moon would take across the sky. Mm -hmm. um, Jupiter will be one of the brightest things in the sky, but it'll also go past some other bright stars. So look for the brightest things. Saturn will also be quite bright. And then the planets also do not twinkle mm. because the planets are closer to us than the stars by a, lot, a long way. Um, they actually look like small disks to our eye and that means they don't twinkle. Stars are so far away, they're like individual points, and that causes them to twinkle. Um, things will twinkle much more when they're close to the horizon. So if it's up higher in the sky, that may not necessarily help you. But as you start to look at the sky more often, you'll get an idea of where things are. And the planets will move relative to the stars a little bit. So you'll be able to tell, oh, that thing moved. So it's probably likely to be a planet. Now, if you have a telescope or binoculars, then it's easy. If you have even small binoculars, look at the bright stars or the bright things that you think might be a planet. And all of the close planets will look like disks, even through small binoculars and certainly through a telescope. So this is a great time to look at Jupiter if you can stay up until 11 o'clock or midnight. Or get up at 11 o'clock or, <laughs> or midnight. With even small binoculars, you'll be able to see Jupiter looking like a disk. Um, it'll like, look like a noticeable circle. And you'll be able to see up to four of the moons of Jupiter. Those moons are called the Galilean moons because Galileo first saw them through his telescope. And they're the four biggest moons of Jupiter, Io, Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto. And it's really fun to see them because they'll all be on a line going across Jupiter. And they, they orbit around Jupiter anywhere from about two days to 16 days. So every night that you go out and you look at Jupiter, you'll see the moons in a different place. <laughs> And that's kind of fun to be able to see a change from night to night. With even small binoculars or a telescope, you'll also be able to see the rings of Saturn. Ooh. 
Um, with small binoculars, it'll look like just kind of a little handle on either side of the disk of Saturn, but it'll, it'll look noticeably not round. And the bigger, tos- the bigger binoculars or telescope you have, the more detail you'll see. But those two, thing, those two planets are great to look at with even very small binoculars. Do you have a, a recommendation of, of uh, anything to, or in, inexpensive things to view these things? And small binoculars, do you have, a, I don't know, recommendations for what, what's good, especially for, for families who also have kids? A lot of times people start to get interested in astronomy and they think about going and getting a telescope right away. I would recommend just get a pair of binoculars. They don't even have to be really big binoculars. They want to be binoculars that are small enough that that you or your kids can hold on to them steadily and not get tired holding on to them. Some of the very best times that I've ever had looking at the sky have been in the summer when I've been camping. I have my little backpacking binoculars with me, and I'm in a campground. I'll lay out on the picnic table and just look up at the sky and take my binoculars and follow along the Milky Way. The Milky Way is also up during the summer. It'll get better and better later as the summer goes on. And you can see all sorts of star clusters and a few nebulae. You'll see all sorts of interesting things if you just slowly scan along the Milky Way. And then you can see the planets, you can see the moon. I think for families who want to get a first introduction to astronomy, just look at the sky with binoculars and get excited about looking at the sky. And then if kids get really excited about it and want to stick with it, then they can start uh, thinking about researching what kind of telescope they might want to get. But a telescope is a bit more of an investment than binoculars. And I would start off with something that can get people excited first without being a really big investment. Mm-hmm. I'm excited now. Now, I'm, I <laughs> now I want to stay up and, and, and go look now just to see uh, Jupiter and then uh, and the moons and, then, and Saturn and the rings Saturn as well. Rings. These are all great tips. Uh, anything coming up at the Austin Observatory this year? We're doing a project with the Seward Memorial Library, who's doing a, a reading project over the summer commemorating the 50th anniversary of the first moon landing. So we have a a show on July 9th for families to to look through the telescope. And then um, during the fall, the first Thursday of each month, we'll have an open house at the observatory with public viewing where they can look through our 16-inch telescope and see various sites. Excellent. Dr. Robert Herman, Professor of Physics and Director of the Austin Observatory at Concordia University, Nebraska. Thank you so much for joining us on the Coffee Hour this morning. Thanks for having me. Always fun. Mm-hmm. Ready to go check out the night skies, yes. but uh, have to wait, what, like 12 hours? Yeah, and no clouds. <laughs> and no clouds. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today for the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs> 
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Oh,